You're listening to Trash in the Can, only on oneofus.net. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. Oh my god, my back. Oh yeah, do oh, you yeah. want to tell everybody what happened? That you threw your back out? No, that you... Yeah, I was sitting. Oh, you blew your, blew back. your back out. I got his back blown out. <laughs> I got my back blown out. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. <laughs> that for you. Um, now I was sitting, and then I moved. Oh. Yeah. And then, That's and then, really <laughs> sad. Yeah, yeah. Not even 40 yet, so it's only downhill for me. Oh my God. I've done it before, like the same way. I remember getting out of the... I was at the gas station, getting out of the car, and then back blew out immediately you got your back blown out that's how you bartered for the gas <laughs> and then you Please had gas Please <laughs> oh also our, 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 i want to say a special hello to all of our fans out there i made up a name for you guys finally podophiles 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 yeah big all, potties all of our, our big podophiles out there listening to the show i think it works yeah yeah it's great yeah they're listening to this by a school <laughs> At least statistically, at least one of these people is a you know is a potophile, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I watch a lot of SVU, so now I'm always on the lookout. Oh god. So hello and welcome again to Trash in the Can, where we watch bad movies because there are three important things in life. <laughs> Sex, movies, and my career. <laughs> explains us so well. Yeah. <laughs> Not even the show or you. My career. Your specific career, yes. Which is, God, it, this is it. So uh, I'm Eric Samaniego. With me, as always, is the belly man to my gynecologist. Right, Sulek. That's a line in the movie. Belly man. I don't think you were paying attention. She was calling the uh, gynecologist the belly man. Damn. What? Yeah. That's what she was. It stuck out in my head. It was either that or bone crusher. Oh. But well. I didn't have a an alternate to bone crusher. Uh. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> we've got uh, a guest returning after quite a long time. Yeah, it's been. And while. Uh, probably the last time since they're fleeing the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, for reasons we won't specify on this show. Until it's the very end, this, uh, you'll, show, you'll stick around. Yeah. Uh, Elisa Lichty. Hi, guys. Hey. Thanks for joining oh, us. Oh, it's been a pleasure so far. <laughs> wow. I guess. it's That was the, the least sincere thing <laughs> that's been said so far. This is, is going to be an interesting one, because mm-hmm. this is very different compared to literally everything we've done because the description of the movie is a drag queen has a schizophrenic pregnant roommate and so that sounds like exploitation yeah this is definitely not an exploitation movie no No. this is a A very somber somber slice of life character study of a relationship between a queer man and a woman in late 70s toronto and then new york yeah uh i liked it it's it's a good movie it's just like i granted 
my mood when we were watching these types of movies was like, yeah, let's see something gross. And uh, but then this just like the first ten minutes, I was just sitting there. I was like. I wonder if we're going to turn this off right now. I did. I did think I, I wondered out. if one of us was going to say something. Like, Maybe we should watch the other one. <laughs> yeah. And then it just kept playing, and I thought, okay, I guess we're, we're in. Yeah, we're into. We're I should have said. Well, no, no, I mean not. No, really. I'm glad I. Saw I'm glad it. we watched this because. Yeah. It, so it's it's called Outrageous. Yeah. From 1977. Which anything but. It wasn't. No, no, it wasn't really. Well, well, I, I mean, imagine at the, at the time, time. I guess maybe for Toronto. Well, but, I mean, even because this is apparently the first. A film to get a, a wide theatrical release in North America that starred a gay character. Really? There, yeah, because there have been gay and queer coded characters in movies since the silent era. Right, right, right. Like stuff mm-hmm. like Rope, uh, the Hitchcock movie, and yeah, all that. Yeah. But like explicitly gay and starring in the movie, the first American movie, and that was limited release, was uh, The Boys in the Band. Right. And that, that was, you know, art house picture. This got like wide distribution across Canada and America. I mean, and it, was popular enough to generate a sequel like almost a decade later. Yeah, that's true. Interesting. Yeah, it, 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 it's well made, uh, and everyone yeah. in it's really good. He, uh, uh, Robin. Well, in the movie, he's called Robin Turner. His real name is Craig Russell. Craig I Russell. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he was an actual what they called in those days a female impersonator as opposed to drag queen. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. like on uh, All in the Family, Beverly LaSalle, that Aww, female impersonator yeah. character. Yeah, I love her, but. uh he actually, so he passed in 1990, uh, oh. complications from AIDS, oh. uh, and was married to a woman, though, his best friend, 82 to 90, and they had a kid, because he identified in public as gay, but did have relationships with women behind the scenes, and it was more complicated in those days, too. Mm-hmm. Sure. But uh, he's great. I mean, he does a whole slew of characters, uh, what, uh, Peggy Lee, uh, Bette Midler, uh, uh, Ethel Merman, uh, Ch- Benny Davis, Carol Channing, Carol Channing, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. <laughs> Which uh, is interesting because nobody knew who they were. Yeah. It was, he was just playing some kid. <laughs> Bette Midler, uh, did you ever say that? Yeah. I did. Oh, okay. Well, not listening. Judy Garland. Oh, Judy Garland. His Judy's great, too. <laughs> All of his impressions were great. They were spot on. Yeah. yeah. They were delightful. He yeah. does the mannerisms, the, the vocalizations. He sings as these people. Like, he's a, a real impressive performer. And he's a great singer. And, like, he yeah. matches all their different, like, vocal tones and styles. And I was like, wow. Which is no easy feat. From all those different... To also be the this different gender of those people as well. Yeah. To pull that off. Because I've seen some, like, we saw in New York... Uh, Christine Petty, right, right, who does a show where she sings as all these famous Broadway divas and stuff. But like the fact that he can do that is extremely impressive. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, my. Oh, back. you're back. Okay. Oh God, his pussy and his crack. <laughs> oh, the sweat between my crack. Um. What? So, okay. <laughs> Elisa, how does this movie open? Hmm. Okay. Well, honestly. This woman is just running through the streets of Toronto in a bathrobe and some pajamas. Yes. Right. Carrying this book that she keeps referencing. She's opening this book and looking at a coloring page. Yeah. And it looks like... (laughs) Kind of frantic. Yeah. Like a children's drawing of a map or something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And she keeps checking the book and like racing through and she just looks a bit mad, you know? Yeah. Say the least. A bit mad. Yeah. And so uh, she is going to the home of we... Because we weren't sure if they were brother and sister at first, but her former roommate, and she apparently has been in an asylum. Yeah. I guess it didn't start that way. I think it started with... with, uh... He was at at one of the... Like a... Not a preview, but just like they're testing out materials for another drag yeah. queen, and, and he oh, was right. not impressed. He was like, "Look at this, yeah, bullshit, yeah. bullshit show." Yeah, because he seems like he is like the star of the show normally, and so anyone else like trying to audition is like, mm, 
Uh, yeah, well, it's like being with me in any social situation. I saw like, a lot of you in this role. <laughs> me too. And that's why it was really depressing okay. to watch. Well, <laughs> it's also interesting because like, this is the era of drag that is my favorite that doesn't exist anymore. Because sure. now if you go to a drag yeah. show, it's like they're doing a Kardashian or something like that. It's like, who's doing Little Edie? Or, you know, <laughs> Bet, Met, no, no, he's doing Betty Davis anymore. And like, right, right. Well, that's wow. also, it's funny because you kept like looking to me whenever he'd start with like, wait, who is this? It's like, yeah. that's Kiracini. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was actually I'm the really resident fun. old person in well, the show. It, it finally, it was becoming really fun when I was catching all the references of people he was impersonating. It's like, hey, that's all what Eric does. Uh, so it was finally coming full circle. Yep. So yeah. this is our last episode. I... <laughs> <laughs> Then, uh, but yeah, she just barges into his place and it's, it's Im- immediate w- that something is off. Uh, granted, we also read the synopsis of like, she's schizophrenic that is like, mm-hmm. re- I mean, that's being... why we picked it. It's like schizophrenic, pregnant, drag queen. Yeah. I'm in. Winner. Yeah. And I was in, but in a totally different way than I anticipated. Yeah. We, I think we were all expecting this to be a little bit more exploitative and then it just didn't Maybe turn out that silly, way. Maybe silly, but it's very real. I, I was skimming through just to try to find some trivia about it. Yeah. And I found Roger Ebert's review. He saw it. He liked it a lot. Yeah. 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 I bet. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, he's, yeah, he's in the mirror. Uh, practicing his Tallulah Bankhead impression. He's got the wig on. He's, he does the voice perfectly. Tallulah being a famous icon of the stage. Uh, uh, her last words were, uh, what was it? Bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh, what is Wait, it? That uh, was is that nice? a true fact? Is that... It, that, that's a true fact. So, uh, it's, uh, oh, uh, morphine. She goes, bourbon, morphine. Those were her last words on wow. her deathbed. Right on. Yeah. Actually, that would I be... hope somebody gave them both to her. Oh, they did. Okay. Because she, she loved morphine and bourbon. I mean, before her deathbed. I so mean, that's how she landed on the deathbed. Honestly, who doesn't? And another great quote of hers is like, don't touch my purse. A woman's purse is like her vagina. <laughs> Except there's only so much you can fit in the purse. <laughs> One more Tallulah Bankhead story. Oh, my God. So when she was uh, a young aristocratic beauty who was making her debut in New York, uh, she was going to be at a party that had uh, the Marx Brothers at it. Chico, in particular, had a very uh, grotesque way of dealing with women. He was just very... uh, But it always worked for him. Like, he was just very, like... He'd come on really strong and be a little vulgar, and it would always work. So they told him, you can't talk to her like this. She's a lady. And so... Everyone's breathing a sigh of relief because at the party, they've been spending a good few minutes talking cordially. Mr. Marks, Miss Bankhead, etc. And he just goes, you know, I really want to fuck you. And she goes, and so you shall, you old-fashioned boy. <laughs> and they fucked that night. Wow. Yeah. That would be yeah. your dream, wouldn't it? it? I've lived my dream, baby. <laughs> but I saw that in a documentary about Groucho when I was like five. So I remember I used to repeat that story. <laughs> so but I would... Shall. Oh, my, my parents thought it was hysterical. So I've been telling that story for 30 years. Oh, my God. Uh, Dick Cavett told it. Just, of anyways. course. Um, and so, all right, well, I'm done for the day. So. Yep, wrap it up. <laughs> I gave all my anecdotes. <laughs> so uh, well, we got plenty of impressions to do here later on. So, um, okay, basically what happens is that he's shocked that she's there because she more or less escaped the asylum or right. the, the institute. I don't know what, how, how to... The, I, I don't think asylum is the, what we say yeah, now, the, but... the loony bin. The, the booby sci- hatch. The booby hatch. Booby that, hatch the has always been my favorite, say. yeah. Uh, scientists? Scientists. <laughs> the booby scientists. <laughs> that, uh, so, um, she... Well, he's concerned, uh, but also kind of cool. They're like, oh, well, you're here. Let's, let's have fun. 
live life. He immediately like integrates her into his life. He's like, okay, I'll uh, I'm gonna pretend with you that the bone crusher is. Uh, we're gonna just push this bone. That crusher. was a really sweet moment. <laughs> I know. Yes. Yeah. He so, he comes in on her like in the night, having like a, a terror, a terror, like a panic attack, and she's seeing, she's talking to someone, she's seeing, she's fighting with someone, she's trying to push someone off of her. Yeah. Uh, and he just jumps right in. He's like, what's going on? But. Yeah, and he's like she's saying the bone crusher is is on me, and he he goes and sits down next to her, and he also helps push it away, and yeah, it's very sweet, and that it, that intro to sort of like the dynamic that they have. Yes, that's the first time we really understand their partnership. Yeah, because all you get from him, at least initially, is that he's really into his career. Obviously, just even or from lack like, thereof. Because he, he yeah. does say that he's depressed because, you know, he mm-hmm. works at this uh, salon and all these women come in who have boring lives and he doesn't want an ordinary life because he feels like he has more mm-hmm. inside, which I think most people can identify mm-hmm. with on some level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, totally. And he, um, their their dynamic is, yeah, like, I would say more like brother and sister than anything else because mm-hmm. even though they weren't, that's why we we're a little confused. Like, wait, so... Right. They don't make it on? explicit. It's yeah. a little later. Yeah. But yes. they're, they're both, they're supposed to be the same age. That's hard to tell. I don't know. Because... It's weird that the trailer called her a, a pregnant teenager. Yeah. Because like, neither of them look like teenagers. I'm like, well, how are they friends if... I don't know. Yeah. She's currently a teenager, but he's a fully like 30 year old man yeah it's it's never i don't know how they met or became friends and she's been in the hospital for eight years yeah her mother said so it's like she was so a teenager maybe, then she was like 10 and like what were they hanging out like in grade school or maybe something they like grew that? up together I, it's not it's nothing's ever clear yeah 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 and, also back then people looked older that's very true like looking at the cast of cheers it's like they look our age, but they're almost a decade younger than us. Yeah, I'm 58. I look great. <laughs> uh, See, I'm going to start telling people I'm older. I, that's, I tell people I used to weigh 300 pounds, so they tell me I look fantastic. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? I've never said that before, no. <laughs> Actually, I wouldn't believe that you would. No, that would be insane, because also there'd be more skin. And anyway. <laughs> so. The next time you're fishing for a compliment. Yeah, next time I'm fishing for a compliment. You know, I'm 60, and I used to weigh 400 pounds. <laughs> Wow, you look amazing. <laughs> What'd you do? I lied. Yeah. <laughs> Keeps me young. Uh, so then, um, what, what happens? Like, it, a lot of it is where they're just kind of living their lives together. She's she's oscillating from, you know, having terrorists and having uh, some, f- f- you know, uh, understandable freakouts because her mother will call her every now and then or try to visit her and she's like, don't come back here. And because even but she sort we, of spirals when her mother mm-hmm. is in her life. Yeah. And uh, and even the way that, uh, what's the actress's name? Hollis McLaren, is that her name? Mm-hmm. Like when she speaks, she speaks like a, a like mid-Atlantic kind of way. Of, Maybe that's what Canadian sounded like back then. I guess so. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was like, it's like uh, what's the main character's name again? I don't remember anyone's name. Robbie Tur- Rob, Robbie Robin Turner. Turner. Robin Robin. Turner. Yeah, like, yeah, Robbie Turner is a current day drag queen, a real name of a person that does oh. drag, who faked a car accident. It was a whole thing on Twitter. Oh. Some oh. drama. Oh, yeah, okay. Do you think that Robbie Turner is named after this character? I was wondering that when uh, it dawned on me that there's somebody named Robbie Turner that does drag. It's a good hmm. throwback. I mean, yeah. that's a good historical reference. Yeah, because it's like just a deep cut enough that you have to be in the know yeah. and we're now in the know guys hey we can say things like rough trade and know what it means <laughs> I did not know I what mean, that I mean I learned that today Thanks, I'm gonna Eric. I'm gonna hashtag that so we'll get a lot of hits on this episode <laughs> <laughs> 
If you're looking for rough trade, Eric Samaniego, currently single, <laughs> twink supply. All you potophiles, come and listen to the show. Uh, I rue the day I made that up. Uh, you, you're going to be saying it all so the time. You were so excited when you, you told are. me. I know, but now I gave it to you and it's just What's wrong. Is that our only Trash in the Can fans, potophiles? Or are you a potophile if you listen to podcasts at all? I would like to think that if they're Trash in the Can uh, listeners. Because there's, a, I'm sure, a certain level of creep that loves the show. Yeah. Mm. Like, Definitely. you're out there. I can I can smell you. Yeah, like Lewayne <laughs> hears that. There's a little shout out to him. Oh, I've seen that name. Like our post. Who's yeah. that, Lewayne? Yeah, he's a big potophile. What kind of name is Lewayne? Hey, that's a good name. It's like a, a French Wayne. Like trying to be fancy. Wow, that's all he had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lewayne. Uh, Are you a French Wayne? Yeah, French Wayne. I'm going to call him French Wayne. French Wayne. Uh, so, wait. Then... I'm not going to have any potophiles left if you treat him like this. <laughs> I think our, our whole They love is... it. They yeah. love abuse. <laughs> Those little pigs, they love it. I. Uh, so uh, they sub to our podcast, so I, uh, you know, ho, boo. So uh, she is visited by three a, ghosts, a, do- uh, a doctor from the facility, I think. Oh, a nurse, a nurse. and then nurse. she has to go see a doctor regularly because she's now pretty heavily medicated. <clears throat> yeah, oh. her prescription list because is... I don't know what schizophrenics take now, but I assume it's not the concoction or the cocktail of different mm-hmm. things. I would guess. Yeah. I mean, we've got to have some listening. So. I don't remember what was in the list, but I know there it was, was a five lot. Valiums in, throughout the course of one day. Yeah. Which, like, have you ever taken a Valium? No. Um, I think I've taken half of one. I used to take it for, like, anxiety, and one day I forgot that I had already taken it, and then I went out and uh, went drinking with some Ooh. people, and boy, I definitely felt like Judy Garland that night. <laughs> <laughs> hey! But yeah, I was like, why did I get so drunk off two beers? And I was like, oh, I'm yeah doing the Judy special. (laughs) So yeah, don't mix pills and alcohol, kids. Unless you're really cool and you can handle it. Really cool. She had some catchphrase about pills. That guy was like, oh, you're what do you call her? She was making out with that guy in that foyer. Oh yeah. And she's like, no pills, no thrills. No pills, no thrills. Yeah, yeah, that's right. She was really oscillating between being helpless and like kind of shivering on the couch, or being kind of like out, girl in the town. Yeah, I'm in charge. I'm mental illness, baby. <laughs> that shit is good. Because yeah, she throwing she out is... zingers with strange men. You know? <laughs> oh yeah. Because that was one of the things the nurse uh, told her is like, hey. With your condition and uh, the, the amount of drugs that you have to take, uh, you shouldn't like fuck anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they keep they, they reiterate this a couple of times that yeah. it is very dangerous to be pregnant in your condition. They said like pre- a pregnancy would be catastrophic or something yeah. like that. Would be yeah. outrageous. Which is you know <laughs> usually what I say on a first date. <laughs> no lie. <laughs> <laughs> Especially hey, now no. with this abortion ban. Jesus Christ. Well, I was like, no pills, no thrills, baby. <laughs> uh, so, God. Uh, so, yeah, she she's feeling herself now. She yeah. she's it looks like she's kind of okay. Well, like she's she, liberated for the first time yeah. in almost a decade. Like, can right. you imagine what that would feel like? Right. Yes. And uh, <laughs> then she, yeah, she uh, she's starting to kind of fool around with a couple of guys. She's... Because it's a part of... There's a lot of montages in the movie where she and um, Robin are going, you know, out in the town in uh, downtown Toronto. And 
she is in a stairwell with a dude mm-hmm. and uh, invites him up uh, to, you know, bone. And right. he's he's a little off put because Robin comes in uh, or like interrupts them, and then one of their other friends, uh, right? And he's dressed as Karen Black from Airport Seventy Seven. <laughs> yes, and uh, and he's clearly uh, uncomfortable and probably a little homophobic. Actually, I guess we confirmed that a little yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. The date from, that she brought home, yeah. Right, because yeah. they, they find themselves in bed in, like, a goddamn closet. Like, it, even though it was taking place in Toronto, it was it was eerily similar to New York. And uh, just, like, the way like their apartment's set up, and, like, sure. she must literally be in a closet mm-hmm. sleeping yeah. somewhere. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I imagine, yeah. yeah. Major cities of that era, and even now. Yeah. yeah. It's just, I, I can you do that? Like, can you live in a small little place like that? Because... Obviously, the new house. There's like a ton of land, or just a large part of like a yeah. yard out there. I I got it. I'm about have... to find out what it's like to live in like <laughs> a, yeah, you're about a to. tiny one bedroom. But you've got a lot of two people outside available to yes. you. So it's not like in a city where you're in a cramped space and then you right. go downstairs and it's still more people on top of you, like a goddamn rat in a cage kind of thing. Yeah, which part of me totally. likes. I mean, but it, I like to visit. But I don't want, it's hard like for me to, visit. like, I, I live, you know, in a two-story, two-bedroom place, and I like the space. And, like, recently, I went home uh, after a date with somebody, and she lived in, I had not seen a an efficiency in years. So we walked in, and it's like, there's your couch, there's your bed, that closet is your toilet, that closet is your shower, I can see your kitchen, like, it, and it wasn't clean. So it was like, uh, I was having a lot of emotions suddenly, like, about sitting anywhere. And she'd also mentioned on the way up that uh, she just, because it's in Hyde Park, so it's old. And she's like, just started, uh, I noticed some roaches. And I was like, wow, well, I'm glad I came home with you. <laughs> They're all like, I was like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. Uh, sounds like my old studio in Hyde Park. <laughs> that's the thing. Hyde Park, I love it. But man, when, uh, like, uh, when we lived in that duplex, just oh, during yeah. the summer, Roach City. There was literally nothing you could do. No. Like yeah. We did everything, Exterminator, and there was just always a handful running around. Yeah, they, I, like there are definitely places in Hyde Park that are like older, nicer houses, but they go all for like seven fifty just to right. live, and they're still small as hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, but you live on Forty Third. Yeah, like, we were paying like a thousand dollars, but it was nine hundred square feet. Yeah, and built in the nineteen forties with no insulation. So basically, if you weren't sitting in front of the window unit, uh, you would die. Yeah, like I, I, I pre, I love y'all's house, but the idea of living there is like. No one would come over. I know you wouldn't. You'd be like, well, we're done with the podcast now. I barely come over now. You'd be like, I quit. Yeah, no, I would just quit the show. Yeah. Or we do it remotely. Oh, and I'd be in yeah, an air-conditioned home. Yeah. Just all these fans around you like... They <laughs> oh, yeah, I really love the movie. Am I Buffalo Bill from Silence? Yeah, oh, yeah, you are. Oh, yeah. Was she a great big fat person? Oh, yeah. It's really cold in here. Would you fuck me? Um, I'd fuck me. <laughs> Hard. <laughs> that sounds like Ben Stein. For, <laughs> for dry red eyes, oh, you put on the skin. Clear eyes. Um. Okay. So it's hard to talk about the movie because so much of it feels like little vignette slice of life. It feels like yeah. until we get Robbie to New York, there's no uh real like uh nothing's really driving this plot. Yes. Well. Okay. So there there is a uh. Uh, Christmas scene. Oh, well, let's describe some of the other characters. There's the eyeliner guy who right. evidently is a... No, he's not, but I know he he's not, thinks but... he is. He, he was in the institution with... Uh, yeah. yeah, which our... was totally lost on me. I did not catch that okay. at all. It was mentioned very early. Yeah. When they were on the bus together. Yeah, I was on Instagram at that point. Right. And, um... Sending DMs to thoughts. <laughs> 
which again, I only recently, I don't know any new terms. Oh, can we talk about that? Sure. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't know what stand meant. I, I stand them. You didn't know? No. no. I, I, I didn't know what blow my back out means. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying it for years. <laughs> I'm not in love in certain places anymore. They also until recently didn't know how to share a story on Instagram. So Still since, kind of a struggle. So I run the Instagram account for the show yeah, and I had to oh, show yeah. him how to do certain mm-hmm. things. I still am a little wonky on it. So and TikTok it. is, don't, I don't understand. Don't even. You, I lose hours on TikTok. I got sucked in. You've been over here and it feels like you're just like, you know, channel surfing as like <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i can't and my algorithm jesus it's svu thick ladies the muppets <laughs> dead jewish comedians like it took it like seconds to figure oh. out who i was it scares me and ai scares hooked. me now you're hooked oh yeah i'm like a junkie yeah Damn. but artificial intelligence scares me the whole uh, now you can put in a prompt and it'll give you not a well-written script but it'll give you something like my job which I won't mention the company, but they're encouraging us now in certain uh, communications with clients, mm-hmm. encouraging us to utilize our AI. And it's like, oh, you want us to train it so you'll replace all of your customer success managers eventually. Oh, that's not honorable. I, I know. <laughs> Wink. Wink. That is... <laughs> ah. I work for a company <laughs> I that... It. I uh, <laughs> Some would say it's uh, dishonorable to work there. It's not. It's old people, isn't it? But yeah, that scares me, that we're all going to be replaced. Like this show, I mean, we could hand this off to an AI that can replicate our voices and like, if we fed in all the episodes we've done, it would just... What did you think, Eric? I thought, sex, butts, (laughs) Muppets. How would they do with the impersonations, though? They'd be better, I think. They'd be probably better than our voices, yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, we we uh, we uh, we go to the hair salon and we see where Robin works, yeah, and we right. see him try mm. to make this what Irish woman, older woman, into Cleopatra, like the Liz Taylor Cleopatra. Because right. she's like, I have some big event. He's like, let's make you, yeah, let's, let's do, do some, something. What do you say? Like, uh, make a statement or something different, mm. something like that. And got her really excited. And then she hates it. And she hated it. And her his boss was like, oh, an Irish Cleopatra. <laughs> <laughs> Which, in the end, when he does show it off, and it did look bad because uh, it was it was huge on right. her. Didn't work head. for her face. No, no. But so his boss is also gay, but seems to be like a, a jeans and leather gay, and doesn't respect drag queens. So when all. Robbie gets an opportunity uh-huh. to uh, perform, Robin, not Robbie. I'm getting it mixed mm-hmm. up with the real guy, Robin. Yeah. When he gets an opportunity to perform at this club and, and work on an act, he needs to get off early. And uh, the boss makes a big deal about it, and like I don't want to, you know, be associated with drag queens because women come here to have men fawn on them and cut their hair. But also, who thinks Robin is straight? Well, I mean, I guess a lot of old ladies. Liberace had women fans that thought he, you know, would be a real lover, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Which you know, he wasn't. <laughs> to ladies, <laughs> God, that movie Behind the Candelabra, where Michael uh, Douglas and is getting oh reamed God. by Matt Damon. Michael Douglas got his back blown out, blown out, blown out. You know blown it. Out. Yeah, see, Good job, yeah. right? It's okay. I'm a stan of that Michael Douglas. Is that? Am I using the term correctly? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever said Wait, that. I'm but a stan. I'm a stan. I'm a stan. You're supposed you to say, say I stand Michael, Michael Douglas. Douglas. Oh, it's a verb. Yeah, I stand Michael Douglas. I stand. Yeah. But see, it's weird we when you say it like that because it, it almost sounds like I can't stand them. That's not at all what it sounds like. I, I, well, it, to that. me, it does. 
Uh, we'll clean out your old ass ears. Uh, um, no, you're not young like Elisa and I. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Because yeah. wait, how old are you? Thirty six. For well, like I... for like ten more days. Oh, oh yeah! Happy birthday! Thanks. Yeah, happy birthday! <laughs> Hopefully this comes out on your birthday. Oh yeah! How old are you guys? I'm thirty eight. Thirty seven. Okay. But I'll be thirty eight in October. Class of 04? Class of 04? 03. What what? Oh four! My <laughs> God, my twentieth anniversary. I know. The reunion. My twentieth like, anniversary is in September, and I'm going. Yes. Are you gonna go? I'm totally going. Yes. See all the people I knew in high school that I still. I gotta meet all the podophiles in. that are gonna be there. Well, there's Plano. <laughs> but uh, all the people I knew in high school that I care to know, I am still in communication with. I don't know who I would see if I went to my reunion. I'll go. With How you. big is your class? Oh, I don't remember. But Mine it was, was almost thirteen hundred. Oh. Yeah, but I think there's like uh, only well, uh, for my tenure, there's about three, four hundred people that showed up or something like that. And I think there's actually like, pretty impressive numbers. Yeah, I mean, it's that they put up for a tenure. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know if it cost money back then, but like they rented out this really big place in downtown Plano, and uh, and this year they're doing something in Dallas. But I think already like two hundred people have registered. Like, I, I think they really want to try to keep it going as much as possible because they they've actively reached out to be like, hey, you should come. I'm like, what? Okay. Mm. Uh, and of course I was like, I, cause I had a great time at my tenure, like all the rest of my friends, they had a shitty time. <laughs> Wait, why? Uh, because, well, they were all going to be like, you know, strut their stuff, cock the walks, just like, Hey, we've made something of ourselves this past 10 years. Oh, and you accepted that you hadn't. So you yeah, had exactly. Right. And yeah, I was yeah. just kind of like, you know, a little like, uh, destitute at that point in my life. And it was just like, uh, I, was this when you were doing door to door? Probably, yeah. Oh wow! And uh, so, I, like, I I was a little uh, anxious about going, and I didn't know what to, what was going to happen. And we show up, and like immediately, everyone remembered who I was, and was just like, "Hey, you're here!" It's like, "Okay," and uh, they like everyone started getting me drinks, and then the, the rest heroes of the, welcome. Yeah. Well, then, then <laughs> you're alive. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe you made it. Uh, I heard uh, you jumped on a ham sandwich <laughs> in the bathtub. Oh my god. Uh, but yeah, the rest of my friends, they had a terrible time. And then uh, I remember at one point they were like, right, we want to go. I was like, oh, hold on one second. I got to do the Macarena. And then I like run into the main <laughs> dance floor. Macarena? Oh, fuck yeah, I did. You were having the best time. I had the best. And so we're all leaving together. And I was like, I had, I, I like had all this like new stuff on me, like, you know, new glasses and a hat. I was like, guys, that was the best time in the world. They're like, I fucking hate this goddamn town. And they're just driving away. I'm like, I can't wait to come to the 20th. <laughs> And, every, and I've texted everyone like, hey, you guys going to go? They're like, fuck you. And Wow. <laughs> wow. So I can't wait. You know what a lot, it's a lot like a reunion is a, a Christmas party, which in this film, uh, there's hey, a Christmas party. Yeah, yeah. it back. Yeah. Yeah. See, normally I don't have to do that. You're the one that has to do that. No, because I, I wasn't as enthralled by this movie. So I definitely, I, I liked it. I feel like there's things that could use tightening, but yeah. I, it's also an indie movie from the 70s. Right, 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 Canadian, right. like there's going to be. And even like watching mainstream Hollywood movies from the 70s, some that I love, uh-huh. I've seen with an audience, like comedies, and they don't play quite the same way. Because everything is a little more leisurely paced. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which yeah. is interesting because you can go back to like the 30s and the movies are cut at a much really quicker speedy. clip. Yeah. Well, it, it was more of the, the the New York film movement of just like, no, let's really live with these mm. characters. Even though it's a comedy, let's really <laughs> live. And you're like, see them buy a gun. And like, okay. Um, <laughs> a comedy. A comedy. Is it Barry? <laughs> uh, yeah, so the Christmas party, there... 
it was very chaotic. Uh, well, it feels like a lot of it was just like, okay, we're going to have little moments between these characters that we kind of know and maybe don't know that well. Yeah. And so there's just little quick like, but of a ba ba like, oh, oh, oh. But we finally see because, um, what's uh, her name? Helen Shaver? Uh, the star. What's your character's name? Helen Shaver. Okay. <laughs> Helen Shaver. I mean, Is that her name? I have no idea. The actress? The two friends. The two friends? Oh, yeah. I was talking about our lead. Oh. Oh, Robin. Liza. Sorry. I... The lady lead. Liza. Liza. Oh, Liza. Hey, Liza. Uh, <laughs> which, peaky, peaky. Also, like, uh, not to jump ahead to recycling, but like, huge missed opportunity for not doing something about that. What? Oh, that Judy and Liza yeah, did something on. like that? Yeah, come on. Okay, we'll get there. Well, how old anyway. was Liza in 77? I mean, she was I mean, already, she was already performer, an Oscar right? winner. Oh, shit. Yeah, because she won for Cabaret in like 1972. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. Come in. Again, not gay. <laughs> but Liza. <laughs> uh, but so we uh, see that she's kind of waiting on everybody hand and foot, and yeah. Robin is being the diva. He's mm-hmm. sort of holding court in certain mm-hmm. sections of the party. You know why I didn't like that part? Is because they're like, oh, that's just like Eric. Uh, the convivial hosts, except you're not hosting, you're just I'm cleaning up after everyone. Oh. And he's just like, "Hey, what are you doing over here?" Oh yeah, I always act like the host, but I'm not hosting the party. So you're just keeping and, it lively. Yeah, yeah. You're you're welcome. You're right to running around back and forth to the kitchen, getting drinks. Yeah, cleaning up messes. It's like, right? There's another dr- glass here. Wash it, please. Excuse me. I have to get same, tell the same joke again. Hey, uh, it always works. I'm knuckles deep on the couch, and he rushes over, and I'm like snapping my fingers. Oh, Cocktails. My. But it never mind. Anyway. Uh, uh, not on your new right, couch, not, though. You're welcome. No. <laughs> couch. Um, uh, uh, oh, yeah. So, But she's running around serving everybody. And then her two friends, one Helen Shaver yeah. uh, and the other one, somebody, uh, they take her aside. And it turns out she hasn't eaten anything. And they feel that Robin is exploiting her yeah. and their relationship. Uh, which, what do you think? That seemed like it came out of nowhere. And yeah. It seemed like very fair. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I don't think that's what's happening Because we haven't here. seen those characters before either. And they're no. coming in suddenly making a massive judgment, which we see them sitting on the couch not enjoying themselves. No. So like it seems judging like being the fuck. bad party guest. Yeah. 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 And then take the host to task and just call him a piece of trash, basically. Yeah. Like yeah. A, like a potophile or something like that. Like, like trash in the can. Like an absolute yeah. piece of trash in the can. Yeah. <laughs> It's like Mad Libs, <laughs> but yeah. So uh, they they yeah they take him that to wasn't task. Very fair, yeah. And, and he he runs into the bathroom because he's upset. Yeah. And he, and she runs after him. He lets her in. She's upset because she does yeah. like Robin didn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and she's, she, he, he even does. asks her in the bathroom like, "Do I take advantage of you?" And she says, "No." Yeah. And then they cry together. Yeah. yeah. I, okay, I was was she pregnant already and we missed something? Dude, is that why her friends were so mad? So that, like, the, she hasn't eaten anything. No. So, uh, okay. when it, so we talked for maybe just a couple of minutes and then when we turned back to the movie, she was pregnant. Like eight months pregnant. Yeah. Like extremely pregnant. Like, and, but what I happened? But I was kind of, you know, looking back and forth and I don't recall there being a moment where they made a big to-do of, oh, she's pregnant. It, it could have only have been like moments where she was boning um, uh, that one dude from the mm-hmm. beginning and or uh, eyeshadow guy or eyeliner guy. Right. Because like, they were 70s, getting... So she was probably raw dog in all these oh, fellas. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, getting was... their back blown out. Exactly. Getting their back blown out, yeah. <laughs> uh, Man, can you imagine a world without AIDS? Like the 70s, that cr- like crazy party culture? I like, mean. Man, that would have been that must have been something. 
Like I've read stories and been like, "Wow, you, you're you're re- regaling about." I was like, "Oh man, what a time to be alive!" But it, yeah, like especially like New York in the '70s and being in the theater scene and the art scene, like that must have been in the best. A lot of smells though. Still had syphilis. You know what I mean? It was all curable back then. Everything was curable. <laughs> Look, you know, it's like uh, playing a video game. Sometimes you gotta re up your health, but you're gonna get a few, you know. Ooh, that reminds me. Did you ever see the Libertine? The Libertine? No. Johnny Depp. Oh my God, that movie. It was like a 2004. Uh huh. Wait, what? What is the Libertine? He's a playwright and a performer. Yeah. And now is this based on a real person or an old novel or anything? Probably. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's a scandalous pit figure. And he, I mean, no spoilers, but I'm gonna spoil it. He he goes mad and his face falls off from syphilis. Oh, right. The like, untreated. He's yeah. losing body parts. He's losing his nose. He's losing his mind. Oh, wow. Yeah. That just happened in an SVU I watched. Oh, oh my God. Help it, me. It's, uh, it's John Boy from the Waltons. <gasps> Turns out he's had untreated syphilis for decades. And his wife is Karen Allen from Indiana Jones. Oh. And so Whoa. he goes crazy, like Swiss cheese brain, and he kills some people, but he was undiagnosed. And when apparently if you have it long enough, you can't give it to somebody else. So Karen Allen didn't have mm-hmm. it or anything. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. But that's the twist at the end is like he gets off on a, you know, well, not get off on a tech. Well, he apparently got off, but he doesn't get off on a technicality. He goes to a, like an institution because he has syphilis and it made him crazy. Wow. Yeah. That show is so weird. Is that yeah, a recent episode or an old episode? This is an old one. This is like season four or something. Uh, we, we've been Directed re- by Helen Shaver. No, no way. I think... Bringing it all back around. Yeah, wow. see? Did you say SVU? Or oh, okay. SVU, yeah. Okay, okay. I got hooked on the it only like six one there months is. ago. I've never seen the, the uh, OG original recipe one. or um, <laughs> the, I've seen some of Organized Crime, the new one that has the spinoff with Maloney. Because oh, they do some yeah. crossover oh, okay. episodes, and he and I assume Benson are finally going to bone after 25 seasons. So we've been waiting on it. Well, I don't want to see it now. Well, it's I, too late, you know? I don't want to, like, see it. I wanted to see it. that in, like, the 2000s. Uh, She's still hot. Okay. Who? Oh, uh, Mariska Hargitay. Mariska she always Hargitay. will be. And she always will be. Yeah, she'll always be hot. I, I, okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I know where I stand on this. I, I stand with Mariska Hargitay. Do we, that, do we, am I do we doing it right yet? Stan I stand Mariska Hargitay. Yes. She looks just like oh, her mother. See, me putting with in there is incorrect. Not yes, stand, that's stand with. That's stand with. Yeah. That's like I stand with those with colon cancer. You know, we wouldn't say I stand people with colon no. cancer. Big fan. Yeah, big fan of colon cancer. That'd be great if I'm doing some like charity ball. I was like, I stand with, I, I stand people with colon cancer. Like, <laughs> What? I remember we were at a, a charity event because there was uh, that girl that I was into that was part of that uh, cancer charity. And it was at, uh, oh, someplace, oh, it was uh, Gourmands. Oh. And we were standing outside at this cancer charity event and you lit up a cigarette and you could feel everybody in the room turn and look oh, at you. Okay. There's one thing he's not explaining. God. He's not explaining. That you're addicted. No, <laughs> that there were other people smoking cigarettes and I only lit up when I saw someone else do it. I was like, okay, okay. Well, I'm not okay. going to be the only okay. dick here. Uh, I believe you because I think you would. I, I you, you've memorized that. Like you already yeah. know. You're like he's I, memorized the explanation. Now, granted, the, the lie. Now, granted, <laughs> I have been a bigger asshole at another charity event, and uh, we won't talk about that today. Wait, what are you talking about? Oh my god, Let's no. Talk about- yeah, uh, there is a, a a gala that I went to with a, a couple of friends, uh, and I thought it was uh, in my head at the time. Granted, there was free drinks. Uh, I was getting kind of 
blottoed. No. And uh, I thought it was kind of garish that uh, they were doing all these crazy auctions of big things. I was like, why don't you just literally take the money that you're going to have and right. just put it into cancer research? Right, right, right. And, and that's uh, that's a fair it's yes. a fair call. It's a fair call. Uh, I mean, my mom had cancer, and so like I was I was getting a little irritated, and so uh, I was probably going on a couple of rants, and then at one point I did go outside and smoke a cigarette outside around. Oh, that's why you made like a scene or something. Oh my god, that would have been great. I wish you had. Were, yeah. you, were you someone's guest at this thing, or like? Did yeah, you, get, okay. uh, you were a future cancer patient. I t- that they were bringing. <laughs> you should just give the money to me. Um, <laughs> Scott. Uh, so yeah, nothing I, like getting more and more fired up as the night goes. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh well, yeah. Well, there's stories about that too. Um, <laughs> so, man, I haven't been in a fight in a long time. Have you been no. in a fight? Well, I mean, like uh, mm-hmm. where I'm verbally abusive to someone. Oh, you would love that. Yeah. <laughs> but like, because I'm only around like-minded people, so I'm never in an argument with someone that I'm uh, mm-hmm. so diametrically opposed to and mm-hmm. everything they stand for. Like the closest I get, Wait, you're stand. stand <laughs> son of a bitch. Sorry, I'm getting confused now. I like because my family it was mostly left leaning, but there are some right wingers. But it's kind of agreed upon. Nobody talks about that stuff. Sure. And it used to come up, and I used mm-hmm. to love getting into arguments. And now I just don't get to get into arguments with people. I'm sorry. Yeah, let's go to. Is there a conservative bar tonight that we could, uh, you know, anywhere on Sixth Street? I'm assuming. Shit. Throw some fisticuffs and the. Oh my god, we would be killed immediately. We tried to go to the cloakroom yesterday afternoon. Uh-huh. Which you know what that is? Yeah, it's like right by the Capitol. That's but that's like the Democrat oh, bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, the yeah. chili parlor is like the Republican legislators. Yeah, bar. yeah, yeah. That's right. So if you want to go to the chili parlor? Okay, throw, yeah. I'm gonna punch throw some, some elbows. <laughs> I'll wear my little Kermit Pride button and. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Man, and talk about this movie, outrageous. Oh, my God. Which I think was really, like, a celebration. I mean, this, like you were saying earlier, it was like, this must have been so shocking at the time Mm -hmm. because it is not ashamed. It is completely, Mm -hmm. like, you get to know these people. You see the beauty in what they're doing and what their their art and what they're doing. And um, also, I think, the acceptance of crazy-ass Liza. (laughs) Yeah. They're so good to her. She's so integrated into their group. Right. They make a space for her to be herself. Yeah. Yeah, there's never a moment where uh, one of his other friends is, like, you know what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Like maybe some concern for her later in New York with the right. agent, but mm-hmm. but yeah, like in, in most movies of this era and before, if a character was openly gay, they had to be ashamed of it or uh, tormented. Like even uh, the boys in the band, which was a famous groundbreaking play in the movie, was still featured some men that were either bi and some gay characters, mm-hmm. but some of them were tortured by the fact that that's what they were. Mm-hmm. Right, and in the same way that like in popular culture where queer characters have appeared. They were usually a victim. They had to get like Beverly, like Beverly, and all the family killed off. Which I mean, she at least got to become sort of an integrated part of the cast in a few episodes. But yeah, yeah. she was still—it's that—it's uh, the gay trauma thing. Like, if you have a gay character, they have to hate themselves, and if they mm-hmm. love themselves, they have to be punished by the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And in the way that like Norman Lear did it, it's supposed to be a teaching moment, right? But it is still from a very heteronormative point of view because yeah. it was the seventies. Yeah, and this is where like the only reason why Robin is. Uh, like depressed is that he he doesn't know if his career is going to be really right. that big and then, like everything else is pretty kind of like peachy keen mm-hmm. yeah and, and that's uh, really refreshing it was very refreshing and the same way you're talking about like how they treat Liza is that it's like no we're we're very accepting even though she is schizophrenic is it like well we just yeah have to provide that kind of safe space for her and let her live her life which she it was 
all of it was oddly refreshing where yeah. like I've never seen that before where because again normally in more even more depressing movies because this movie became a little depressing to definitely towards the end um, where you see anyone who has schizophrenia is just like you know they're in the corner just like ticking yeah. and just like you know biting right. their nails and like and I mean it's usually a very ableist point of view right. of what mental illness is and yeah. so I'd be curious someone that does have schizophrenia how they feel the portrayal in this movie is because it still could be a little dated in some ways. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that uh, the characters around her support her and love her is, I, I imagine, probably not something you saw much in movies. No, those days. and no. she was great. I know she was really good. Yeah, like yeah. I'm sorry, I don't know who she is. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy that she didn't become a little like bigger. I mean, she's Canadian, so she's maybe Canadian. she's worked in Canada and become. Yeah, because there is, you know, you'll I'll see some clip of a show and like, oh. This person is huge in Canada. I have no idea who they are. Right. Because it is weird. I feel like we have more of an insight into British popular culture than we do in Canadian yeah. popular culture. And yeah. I wonder why we that is. Because there's so much We closer. don't respect the Canadians. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> there's like no, fucking there's no intrigue. We were like, no, yeah. I don't care. Like but the Brits used to be care. in charge. So there's some connective tissue. Yeah, like we only let a few Canadian movies like come in to the stage. It's like, yeah, it has to be fucked up like Cronenberg. Like, you know, appreciate right. oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, um, but so after the party and everything, I mean, he he finally is on stage. He does uh, who's his first uh bit that he does on May stage? West? That's in New York. That's oh, in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, God. oh, oh, oh! It's uh, Tallulah Bankhead, I think. Yes, that's like okay. the signature. Right, yeah. yeah, that's the one he'd been practicing. Yeah, and so he's a big hit, and it turns out he's been getting regular gigs, and now he's like being told by his friends, "Hey, look, there's not really a drag scene in Toronto the way there is in the states. Yeah, so you need to go to New York." Which yes. is true. Like, New York in the 70s had a yeah. huge art and drag scene. Right. And, uh, but he doesn't want to leave uh, Liza. Because she's now suddenly extremely pregnant. Yeah. Uh, Which I guess, I guess, like, time elapsed. I mean, right. like, months passed. And they lived together. He was getting his show, worked, working his show, and then... Right. Because we do suddenly see it's like, okay, the first time he's on stage, and now he seems like a seasoned professional. Yeah. So yeah. some time has passed. And I even read that, so by the time the movie was made, he'd been doing his stage show for five years. Oh, so he wow, had some yeah. experience. Yeah, and so he has an opportunity to go to New York, and I guess he leaves uh, Liza behind because, of course, she's pregnant mm-hmm. and she's about to uh, uh, blow her back out from giving uh, birth. <laughs> Is that the term? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I remember watching in that uh, film in school, <laughs> The Miracle of Life. How to blow your back out. Uh, in a Lifetime original movie. <laughs> How Let to bl- to burning, blow your, your back, back out. out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that's not stupid. Lord. So, uh, he goes down there with his friend who is a taxi cab driver, whatever. They're not friends. They yeah. meet in the cab. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's just his cab driver. Man, and I, he's like, come in, help me carry my bags inside. He's like, no. Oh. Yeah. And because he, he established that oh, he's gay. Right. Yeah. He's but then he's like, come time. on, yeah. I'll pay you in. That's right. You know. It's like, like they're making isn't jokes. anyone and, straight anymore? And, uh, you know? Right. And he goes, uh, yeah, my dad in Montana. <laughs> Which I feel like that joke could easily be dropped into a production in 2023. Yeah, I because, thought that was funny. Yeah. And I, because I also feel like now everyone's suddenly... Because, you know, there's the pendulum of culture. So now there's are people that are use, misusing the word groomer to describe anything <laughs> vaguely queer. And so it's like nobody's straight anymore. All the kids are, you know, going to get their tits chopped off and dicks dropped off and uh, stropped, stropped, stropped off, stropped on. 
all the ladies are getting their backs blown out. It's crazy. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, so that thing the culturally where it's the back and forth. Uh-huh. And so now people are complaining that nobody's straight anymore. Nobody's it's like, well, maybe most people weren't. And there's, you know, sexuality they is never a were. spectrum. Maybe Kinsey was right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. So he helps them in with his bags and they, yeah. they have an instant rapport. And he's yeah. more like a gruff bearded like we would call rough trade mm-hmm. yeah a lot besides their their friend uh who does the donald duck voice at one point uh uh-huh. like everyone else is like a uh pretty mask pretty yeah which i imagine is also Actually, I have no idea what that means uh, masculine come oh, on <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> come come on jesus uh, I love that you're be- even frustrated <laughs> I I honestly thought you was like oh is that a, like wearing a mask is like being you're masculine. pretty mask you're really I, sweet I, right I don't really know sweet. things okay Aww. very naive Jesus uh, okay we so, gotta get you on some dating apps and you'll see all kinds of words I won't know what they like yeah it's you like, Google you're it. gonna learn yeah I don't want the Google words like I've noticed on dating apps now a word I'd not seen before heteroflexible. <laughs> Heteroflexible. Yeah, I'd never heard that before, but I've started to see that on people's profiles, which I guess means, what, if I'm drunk, I'll make out with somebody of the same gender? I guess. I don't, I don't know. Right. I obviously do not know. know. <laughs> Are they mask? Are they mask? I'm, yeah, I'm intrigued. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's not bi. Yeah, it's not bi, but it's, I guess it's the new bi-curious. Yeah. Is heteroflexible. I like it. Yeah. They should say... But I mean, if you're... He- if you... It almost sounds the other way. Like you're gay, but you're willing to make out with someone of the opposite gender in the right uh, circumstance. Uh, you're heteroflexible. Maybe it's a, a, applicable to both. Or I'm like, I'm a little homoflexible. Homoflexible. I like it. Yeah. Huh. I've met some homoflexibles in my day. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're knees over their head. <laughs> uh, Getting their backs blown. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, my back. I wonder, uh, wonder if Chance listens to the show. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so they they're in New York, and he's going to put on a whole show, and it does cut back to uh, uh, Liza, Liza, who starts to have an episode because I guess she hasn't been taking her meds. And- it's unclear, but mm-hmm. you know, it is also it's a constant battle. So one assumes that maybe you need an adjusted mm-hmm. dosage, and then and this pregnancy is probably throwing her out of whack. Oh, oh this, sure, yeah. Uh, oh, that's probably what they're talking about. You can't handle like you literally can't handle this journey, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. And all the medication it. she takes, it's going to make be you lose it. You lose dangerous your mind. Yeah. for other exactly. reasons. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, she's living with uh, that friend of hers, Helen Shaver, and they seem to be. All the little writings that she has in her big schizo book. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's, she's like, helping her assemble it into a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are little poetic, uh, you know, flights of fancy mm-hmm. she writes in there that do sound good, but yeah. don't really, I guess, have any sort of uh, linear thought. Right. She wants to sell the book because she needs cash for this baby. Right. She's right. Like, you know how expensive it is to have a baby these days? Yeah, and then she excuses herself because she's going to go to the belly doctor and she, her friend is like, you mean the gynecologist? <laughs> you mean the gynecologist? <laughs> the gynecologist. <laughs> I... <laughs> Hello. Hello, I'm the, gyneco- I'm the belly doctor. Have you ever had a male gynecologist? Never. So you would never? Uh, it's never even come up. I've never had to even say, no, thank you. <laughs> See, my grandmother... Always said she would only go to a man. So she only ever had male gynecologists. That's probably all they had when she was young. Well, yeah. When she was young, that's all they had. <laughs> they and so she was young. used to it. I don't trust a woman. Yeah. Woman to <laughs> poke around in my uni? <laughs> <laughs> <Mama>? <laughs> yeah. So, and I think it's, 
and I, obviously we need doctors of all stripes in all areas, but I do think it's interesting in this day and age for a man to become a gynecologist. Like, what specifically? It's pretty sus. I mean. Yeah. What specifically draws you there? Sus? sus. Suspect. Sus. Oh, my God. Get another God. one for you, right? Mask, sus, <laughs> stand. I'm just so much today. Uh, oh, God. But, yeah, it does seem a little weird and also, like, I don't know, if you go home, it's like... When you have sex with your wife, is it like, God, another one? Another one. <laughs> and what's it like looking at people's vaginas all day? I mean, also people come in when they have an issue. You know what I mean? It's not like it's a perfect condition. It's right, the, right. It's not, the, it's not something sp- going on. Yeah, yeah, it's not, yeah. it's not spring break where you're looking at vaginas all day. It's, it's, after, like, it's a couple weeks after spring break. Yeah. It's all the uh, like, so dog, discoloration. Something's and, wrong. I'm oozing. <laughs> Is this supposed to come out of here? Uh, um, My God, did you get the guy's number? It looks like he got rear-ended. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she is then, though, taken to the hospital because uh, she's having well, she's contractions. Having, uh, she, well, she's having uh, also a bone crusher episode. Yeah, She's oh, yeah, yeah. doing the same motion where she's like trying to push something off she's of like, herself. get him off of my belly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's pushing into the air. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so she's taken into the hospital. She seems okay. And then she starts to have uh, contractions, which I'm no expert, but uh, I don't think that happens like that, where she's mm-hmm. com- com- like completely still and suddenly like... Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it went zero to 75. Like. Yeah. <laughs> like a that's, racket. It's like me eating a pizza. <laughs> oh, no, it's Pop John's. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> No warning. <laughs> yeah. He's blowing his back out, and I'm blowing mine out in a different way somewhere else. So, while at the same time, Robin is having the show of his life. Where, yeah, so he's yeah. a regular at this place, the Jackrabbit, but he is auditioning by putting on a show there for this uh, place uptown. Yeah. Because uh, where he is is probably like Lower East Side, the village. It's sort of, it's sort of a, a homey kind of place, kind of a neighborhood place. It's yeah. pretty low rent. But it's mm. very warm. It's very cool. Like it's a yeah. it's a lively club, but it's not exactly like for a star. Yeah, right. And it's so, at least better than the club that they, he was performing yeah. in in Toronto because that is like a middle school stage. Oh, oh right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they're sitting on the ground, like sitting on the ground, just like watching the show. Like ugh. Yeah, but so yeah, he's gonna go to a place, and if he gets it, he'll be like working weeknights there, the nice place. But then he'll still be able to hang out at you know his regular place, where he's now on a sign outside the door. Yeah, like that he's there every mm-hmm. what Friday, Friday and Saturday. Sunday. Friday Sunday, yeah, yeah. Uh, Robin Turner, two fifty. He scratches out like fifty cents for an uh, extra set of class or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but so he puts on a great show, and honestly, I mean, the highlight of the movie for me is every time he's doing his act. Which we see a lot of his shows. I I do want to look on YouTube and see if there's any taped performances of his or anything just to see a bit more. Because he's so good. Man. And he oscillates between voices. Like, he does Ethel Merman, and in the same wig, he doesn't make a costume change. He does Ella Fitzgerald. Yeah. Which, also, of the era he's doing Ella and not in blackface is like... Good mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, this is, you're not the uh, Canadian Prime Minister where yes. you're going to have to apologize for that later. You're a drag queen from the God. 70s that had more sense than that. Yeah. And uh, he does Carol Channing and mm-hmm. uh, Bette Midler, which was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. He's um, got her, her movements down from that era. Yeah. yeah Bette Midler is like a feral animal uh, in the 70s. She's doing a lot of like, squatting on the ground yes. in his leotard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that for era Bette. of her is, she's great. She's all legs and yeah, arms. Yeah. 
She's a Kimbo. But his <laughs> his Carol Kimbo. Channing was incredible. I know. Oh yeah. yeah. It's one of the best I've ever heard. Oh yeah. By far. And uh, and he does Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend, which was her signature song. A and then medley. He does it, uh, yeah, medley with all these other all voices. All these different voices. Yeah. It's and like, like starts it over again. She's like, that was horrible. And then starts it afresh in a totally new character. Yeah. It was really fun. He's running behind a screen to do costume <laughs> changes and stuff. Like this is a real workhorse performer. Yeah. I don't I, think they make him like that anymore. Not many. There are some. They can do those voices and do the act, the the, the no, physical. Be a really great singer at the same it. time. So I will give a shout out again to Christine Petty, who I've gotten to see twice in New York. She okay. is brilliant. She does a cabaret show, and she sings beautifully. Mm-hmm. But she also sings beautifully in her own voice and in the voices of practically any person you can think of. So I've seen her Christmas show a couple times. She does uh, Twelve Days of Christmas. As very like Bar- she did Frosty the Snowman as Barbara Streisand, and it's one of the funniest <laughs> fucking things I've ever seen in my it was entire hysterical. life. Hysterical, like doubled over. Yeah. She does Carol Channing, Elaine Stritch, Bernadette okay. Peters, Ethel Merman, Eartha. Her Eartha Kid is hysterical. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah, she really does everybody, and she's not well known outside of New York, but she was okay. a regular on The Sopranos, and her character's killed. Which so one? She, uh, she? So she was a smaller part. She was married to somebody, and she dies in a car accident. I can't think of her name. I'd have to look it up. But she goes to conventions because of her work on The Soprano. So it's like when she's not doing cabaret shows, oh, wow, that's really? how she pays her bills is like wow. signing autographs and stuff. Oh, man. Yeah. But she's great. I, I oh, her Barbara uh, was really, Frosty the Snowman. And then talks about how, you know, her nose and Frosty's. And, yeah, it's just a whole thing. Yeah. But, and, and he does Barbara, too. He doesn't sing as Barbara, which is kind of. a little. Doesn't does, he? Yeah. I don't, he, I don't know. I don't. I don't remember but, that. But he does the Star is Born era Barbara with that perm. Oh, my God. It was hysterical. Uh, Robin but, did Barbara? Yeah. Okay. When he introduced the his friend that was dressed as a nun on roller skates. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so he gets off stage. He, fin- uh, he finishes, and then you're like, you got to do an encore. And then he does Judy, Judy, Judy. Yeah, with his regular hair that he just sort of messes up. Mm-hmm. When she had that short... In the 60s, I think that's how most people outside of Wizard of Oz mm-hmm. remember Judy yeah. as... Middle-aged, shortcut, and she very dramatically gestures her arms mm-hmm. when she sings. She sits on the foot of the stage. She's in just a shirt and some tights. Yeah. Yeah. Like that Judy, which is, she's incredible. And I've seen some good Judys. Like Mario Cantone does a really fantastic Judy, like a moving Judy Garland when he sings The Man Who Got Away. Yeah. And I remember Aww. watching him do it and Gilbert Gottfried crying. Because he did it on uh, his show. Oh, wow. And he did it for uh, Gilbert as a tribute, too, after he died oh, at wow, that show. Oh, wow, wow, but, uh, That's awesome. But this might be Second better. best? Or even better, Maybe, eh? maybe. I oh, don't know. wow. But yeah, he's very good. So good. And and what actually struck me the most was his hair. Is that yeah. he, he just, like, fucked with it just for, mm-hmm. like, a second. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that is, like, uncanny. Yeah. It's like he just understands the, the mannerisms, definitely the voices, but just how they look and gets it down so well, like you know exactly mm-hmm. who they are. And the way they filmed him doing Judy, yeah. it looked different from anything else in the movie. Yeah, yeah. There was, it was very mm-hmm. theatrical. They're behind him, so you see his silhouette with the stage light yeah. coming down. There like were some it. cool shots in this movie. Yeah. Oh, I liked yeah. it. I didn't yeah. expect really. But. No. It, uh, on the, uh, this kind of movie, on this budget and everything, like it... it and it felt different, but it felt it didn't feel out of place. No, yeah, it yeah. just it, there's a lot of times it felt really inspired. 
of like what they yeah. were trying to do. Like and when uh, Liza was standing in front of that Peter Frampton poster and <laughs> his hair is oh, like yeah. giving her like an angelic halo for a quite a long time. Yeah, like, that's right. Oh, yeah, look at that. Uh, Peter Frampton, huh? But so he gets his contract. Yeah, big time. He signs yeah. it. His his buddy, who is now his agent, the cab driver, uh, and then the next scene is him talking on the phone with Liza. And who wants to tackle this? I think our guest should. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "What is it? A boy? A girl? Or won't say?" <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Also, about very twenty twenty three. Wow. Yeah. And she just comes on the line in this just depleted voice and just says, "What do you say?" It came oh. out, the baby came out dead. I'm dead. Yeah. She just drops the phone. Yeah. And then her mother picks up the phone and is awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, this is all your fault. Yeah. Either your, your crazy lifestyle uh-huh. and things. That's why this happens. Yeah. And, and then uh, he hangs up. And then her friend that's there, who was one of the people that seemed like she didn't like Robbie, right. or Robin, uh, says that it wasn't his fault. Yeah. Which so I'm glad somebody said that. And then mother, mother says, well, it's got to be somebody's fault. Yeah. Which and I, mean, I, I I mean I get that in the moments when when something like that's happening you ha- yeah. you're looking for somebody to blame I mean and that's the that's the most unfortunate part of it it rings back to the conversation with the nurse is like well it's no one's fault really but it's because of her condition and also the drugs that she's taking yeah. it's it was probably going to happen like this anyway I and, mean I guess because Robin lets her have freedom he's not about he's her friend he's not her guardian he's not going right. to stop her from meeting men and hanging out and like right. having a sexual life yeah. right. he's not about to put parameters on her exactly so in her mom's mind it's his fault because right. yeah, yeah. he should have been her you know protective barrier <laughs> right which I mean he almost was a few times where he just sort of barges into the room mid coitus <laughs> and like well like, what do you think about these shoes fin- you finish later yeah <laughs> yes that's right <laughs> finish later the guy just like what the fuck uh, <laughs> it's like come on he has a hard on let's get out of here um so uh so he got he goes back to toronto yeah he, he, oh, he, he uh, runs outside and the cab driver is about to bite into a hamburger a lot of mcdonald's product placement yeah, in this, i noticed a lot of burgers yeah and he's a uh, like uh, where to and he goes canada okay and they drive to canada to go get her because mm. she's kind of a zombie mm-hmm. at this point yeah, and they yeah. drive right back yeah. New York. yeah, which I don't know how far New York City is from Toronto, but it it far doesn't. I guess a couple hours. Like it really only isn't... a couple. Yeah, it's not that far. Right. Uh, well, you keep talking. I'm just look. across Niagara Falls. Something like that. Uh, I actually have no idea. Hold I on. have no idea. Because the thing is, I always forget. We were it... educated in the states. Well, yeah. we were also educated in Texas, where everything does take about like five, six, seven, eight hours to get anywhere. Yeah. And so, I, because being educated in Texas, I do know that. Uh, Slavery wasn't the cause of the Civil War. Not at all. No, 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 no. States' rights. Yeah, states' rights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the cotton gin. I stand by that. (laughs) My God. Did I use it right yet? No. No. Well, I mean, it's probably over by now. As soon as somebody (laughs) hears you say it, nobody's going to be using it anymore. (laughs) I want to kill all the new terms. Uh, So they uh, they get back to New York, and yeah, she's still pretty much zombified, and um, and so he. Tells the his agent or manager or whatever is like okay I'm gonna go to the club how many five hours eight hours okay not which bad. is not bad that's okay. like from so Austin like to Louisiana well I was gonna say like it's longer to get from here out of Texas if you're headed west mm-hmm. yeah it's twelve hours mm-hmm. to yeah. get to the border of Texas yeah mm-hmm. so um, that's not bad no it's it's like you from could, here you to New Orleans do that. Yeah. yeah it's not bad it's a quick um, overnight drive yeah, yeah. um so uh, he tells his manager like hey 
like dress her up, get her going because I want her to come to the club tonight as I perform, blah blah blah. And he's like, "What, really?" And uh, he's a little concerned. He and was a little is, put out. He was like, "I, I don't want to do that." Yeah, he's put out, and then he does say, "Like, do you think this is the right place for her?" Which even I started mm-hmm. to think when she was out there. I mean, he's putting her clothes away, and she just seems like she's not alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, that, wow, was this a was this a bad thing for her mental health? Yeah, because then I started to think about the two ladies from the uh, towards the middle. It's like, oh, you're taking advantage. You're taking of her advantage of her, or something like that. And then he does the show, and she is like, there's this really weird scene where at one point like she's standing next to the manager and she just starts to kind of walk away at the bar yeah. at the bar and she's like going up to each guy like looking in their faces and they're just kind of like what the fuck and uh and she goes back and then she just kind of wanders away again in front of peter frampton which and, does always happen at gay bars when there's a, a bridesmaids or like a bridal shower uh-huh. there's always one really hammered bridesmaid that walks around and looks at all the gay men in their face <laughs> so this is this is tradition this is just a nod to that. It's Christmas. Yeah. Uh, God, that's funny. I've definitely seen it. That's pretty great. Uh, and she, uh, I guess, like, he finishes and then he... Yeah, he's doing Peggy Lee. Peggy Lee, Because yeah. he wants to debut a new character for her. So all his mm-hmm. new stuff he's working out, he does at this club and then does his big show. Right. And she goes backstage and they have this really heartfelt talk. Or, she, or he's telling her, like, you're... We're both crazy together, but right. we're gonna have fun because we're we're lifelong friends or something yeah, like and that. Like, well, you're a crazy person that lives in New York and uh, doesn't know what to do, just like eight million other people. Mm-hmm. Right. And it starts out very cute. She comes back with her book and he grabs it like, oh, autograph, and he's doing this yeah. whole little yeah, bit with yeah. her. It's like, like the first time she smiles all night. Yeah. 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 And yeah, he, he, I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was a very sweet exchange between both of them and like that we're here to love each other and support each other. Yeah. And have a good time yeah. doing it. And I really and I'm loved, not going to control you or anything. Yeah. yeah. I love the line of like, you know, we're, we're living in New York. We're crazy. Just like eight, um, eight million other people. Mm-hmm. I was like, right. that's a really good line. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, and then he, uh, like takes her out, like, let's go have fun or whatever. And then they just kind of dance the night away yeah, on a dance floor. And it feels in a, in a way, almost like a classic Hollywood ending mm-hmm. where we're ending on an upbeat note and it's a big dance number and everybody's just having a good time and the camera even yeah. pulls away. It feels yeah. very old fashioned. Mm-hmm. It does. And I like that. Yeah. And then that's it. Yeah. It's, it's really like a poignant ending and, uh, and like bittersweet because of what happened to her. But I, I kind of liked it a lot. I liked it. I, I talking, liked it. I liked yeah. it. Yeah. Talking about it like all throughout this, like, yeah, th- I mean, it was a really good movie. Again, that's why I was just like, this doesn't seem like it's for trash in the can. Right. This <laughs> is a different vibe than what we usually have, but where, I really where, liked where, it. Where are all that. the dicks getting blown off and, uh, and, and babies, the babies getting, being skeet shooted? Yeah. I mean, what happened? Well, here? I mean, I guess, you know, in a way. Oh, we should have watched the <laughs> Nothing Underneath. Hey, it's not too late. We can oh, get, I saw the Italian name and I was like, I know how to. Oh, do you? Yeah. Wait, can you say it in Italian? Yeah. Say what it. is it? Sotto il vestito niente. That is so aggressive. Wow. <laughs> Your Italian is so Man, aggressive. <laughs> you got the two fingers out and everything. Yes. I take that as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> so, recycling. Where we take elements of this film and turn it into something better. And this is probably going to be the most difficult recycling assignment we've ever had because... I, I think the first time that we've all enjoyed the movie, but not just as a novelty or a bizarre look into an mm. artist expression. It's like, this is a genuinely good, decent movie mm-hmm. that has, uh, I mean, 
a moral point of view that I agree with. Yeah. About yeah. love and acceptance. And I mean, the only thing you could really comment on is just some of the stuff that they, like, it felt like there were, like, slight gaps of like, mainly her getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, wait, when did that happen and what's going on there? Yeah, maybe just more finesse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. I think this was the director's first movie. He made some it other was, stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But the fact that he made this movie as his first outing and he wrote it is like very impressive yeah and especially because canada did not have a major film scene in this era no no i mean it might really. not like not art house movies yeah they made exploitation movies right and sort of were uh, making low rent versions of hollywood movies but they didn't have right uh i guess a a reputation the way that other countries did at this time right right uh i was thinking of something and now i don't know if it's offensive well, uh, this is a Let's safe space, right? Test it and we'll tell you. Yeah, okay. dip your toe. So, you know how... Oh, oh God. Wait, hold on. <laughs> the so... twinkle in your eye is making me nervous. <laughs> he looks a little too pleased with himself. Yeah. No, no, you know how, like, Grimace is uh, really big in the the pulp, uh, cultural zeitgeist right now? Like, for some reason, he's, like, back. Uh, oh, right, right. Back the or, Grimace's like, birthday shake or whatever. Something like McDonald's, that, yeah. yeah. Okay. What if... It was about Grimace instead. Oh, because somebody was eating McDonald's in the movie earlier? Yes. Okay. Is that offensive? No, it's stupid. Okay, okay, I'm fine with that. But <laughs> but wait, why? Offensive? Well, yeah, why Grimace? Like, what would Grimace... And Grimace is the drag character? Yes, yeah. And is this a movie then about a man that wants to be a character mascot rather than a drag queen? Hmm. So he can effortlessly switch between a tiger, like yeah, <laughs> a warrior, grimace, a Tony saint. the tiger, like uh, oh my god, he's yeah, he's just the hamburglar, yeah, he's Irish. going through all the different uh, mascots mm-hmm. uh, yeah. instead, that, uh, rapid fire, yeah, the, the Philly fanatic, uh huh, <laughs> comes out shaking it, oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just want to see really dramatic scenes also with Grimace, just like, oh, uh, like, I'm depressed. And, um, but yeah, just the exact same story. (laughs) Uh, maybe Wendy, uh, from Wendy's, the burger joint. So she's Liza. She's Liza. Uh, and And so the mom is Dave Thomas from Wendy's. I love it. Uh, and yeah, it basically just replaced all characters with, uh, fast food, uh, mascots. Okay. Okay. I can't. But I think tell the hamburglar is his agent, taxi driver. Wait, who is the hamburglar? Oh yeah, rubble, 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 rubble. <laughs> oh, he says he's going to get me a gig. <laughs> rubble, 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 rubble. Uh, man, the original hamburglar is scary looking. Like oh. the version we grew up with is very softened and cuter, but like, the original one had a long nose and was sort of because he was a villain. Yeah. And then when we were growing up, there weren't villains in McDonald's land because they had to basically stop doing all those characters because they got sued by. Uh, the guys that did HR Puff and stuff. Ugh. The brothers. What are they called? Oh. Oh, Puff and stuff. No, goddamn. What is their name? They're famous brothers. One of them's queer. The brothers Grimm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, both of you. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> oh, oh, Sid Marty Croft. Okay. So they, but because the McDonald's people hired them to do commercials, yeah. and they declined it, yeah. and so they just remade HR Puff and stuff as McDonald's Land, and oh, so they got sued. So they're not allowed okay. to use most of the characters anymore because they were like directly lifted oh, from okay. HR Puff and wow. stuff. I'm glad they got. I'm glad they sued. Yeah, yeah, good for them. Yeah, but that would be my recycling, Elisa. HR Puff and stuff. HR Puff- meets <laughs> meets outrageous, outrageous. 
This is tricky. I mean, I don't know what Very. to say. All I can say, I mean, really, I'm kind of with you. Like, I wouldn't change very much. I might just make the first half have a little more driving kind of like line right. of a plot. But yeah. I mean, we're just kind of getting a taste of what their lives are. And I, I liked that part. Yeah. I, 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 I don't dislike movies that do that. Like, I, I, this is something that came up when uh, Licorice Pizza came out. Like, oh, I like yeah. that it felt. Maybe a little episodic, meandering. Mm-hmm. Like, I enjoy living in a world. That's uh-huh. true. I liked that movie, but then I completely forgot about it, like, the minute I saw yeah, it. Everyone. Like, sure. as soon as it ended, I was like, yeah. never heard of it. And then, you know, we all had our <laughs> questions like, did she have to be? And did, did he have, have to be underage? Why? Why? Uh, I still don't like that movie. Oh, much. yeah. yeah. Gary was yeah. a teenager. Yeah, he was, like, 16, 17. Yeah, or maybe younger, too. No, he was 16. 16. But and she was, I, like, 24. Yeah. And I could understand if it was just, like, okay, we're, we're playing with his infatuation and everything, but the fact that she then reciprocates at some point is, like, dude, what? This isn't based on a true story. You can just change her age. Right. I, I don't. Yeah, yeah exactly. but I did. But I did like it. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Also, I, I was pretty drunk. Yeah, I was very, very sober and uh, very bored and did not have a great time. You didn't like it, okay. Not really. Uh, I, I have not liked Paul Thomas Anderson for a little while now, which is quite unfortunate because he was my fave. No. And ever since, like, Inherent Vice was the one, like, well, th- the master was the first one, like, wait, Ooh. what the uh, fuck? I, I never saw that. I liked segments of it but yeah. I, as a whole I didn't care for the movie no I, I didn't like it for a while and then I watched it again and it's it's definitely I slowly come around to it uh, I'm like okay I, I stand with you uh, master and this uh, does tip me off though that like we are uh, so unable to recycle this movie that we're just talking about yeah, other movies like, that we uh, like or dislike just not even try. I, like so, moving on no 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 what, what would you try to do because I, here's one thing I definitely don't think it should be well Granted, I know McDonald's bullshit is ridiculous, but I don't think it should be campy. Mm -mm. Like, I think that's a wrong route to go. So it was apparently turned into a stage musical in Canada at some point because it's well known enough. And so I'd be interested to know what the tone is of the musical. Like, how tragic is it? How big and campy? Because this is also of the era just before... Well, so, okay, in, in France, the movie La Cage Faux had come out by this point. Uh-huh. It was based on a stage play, and that was one of the things that helped, like, France be way more progressive about gay couples and things. And then that was made into an American Broadway musical in 1980, and then remade as The Birdcage. Um, but I'm wondering, because, like, The Birdcage, or the La Cage Faux musical, is, like, really beautifully done. Uh-huh. And it's not too over the top. So I'm going to say... I want to make this into a musical uh-huh. that's not the musical it's already made into. Uh-huh. Like a film musical. Uh-huh. And what would that be like? Ooh. I could see It would a, be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could see a lot of like asides of uh, the... Or, you know, it, it could be like they're both singing with one another in an apartment. Like and those like, tender moments would be sung. It's like, yeah. you're not crazy. <laughs> la, 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 la. Bone crusher. <laughs> <laughs> la, la, la. But... Uh, some moments uh, when she has Bone crusher. so her episodes could be little songs, and we could use lighting effects to show that See, she's going into she's going, an episode, like the movie that you guys watched with Joseph, where whenever Meatloaf is having an oh, episode, right. everything changes, yeah, and he's like in right. a swirling, like, yeah. like oh, he's having an episode. But so it becomes that, and then it turns into the movie version of Chicago, where all of the hallucinations yes. that Renee Zellweger has yeah. become musical numbers. And so, really, the musical is happening in her head. That'd be awesome. That's a good idea. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, and that also you could be like you think this is Robin's career, but it's actually just in her mind. Yeah, and so he's just a fun guy that she loves, 
and he loves you know camping around for her but Ooh. it's not really his life but he gets what to she's in, imagining it's supposed to right. be and so maybe we're, he's actually a failed drag queen like right, he's yeah. not that he's good maybe failed. and so he gets to live his dreams in her dreams How like the they f- had the convo on the couch was like I was I, I, I'm tamping myself down like yeah. I, I feel like I'm, a, I'm flattening myself you know and I need more right. How so did he's you li- make this more depressing so yeah like he is an actual performer <laughs> Get to express so his he's artistry. liberated in her hallucinations, and so that's what they share in common: is that they both feel like they've lost wow. and failed at life. Wow! This is but good. so they have each other. Yeah. And so we're so, gonna make this. We yeah, make this, this actually I feel like is that's a good a, idea. That's a really good idea. Yeah. That's so. I would watch depressing. this movie. And so it's almost like the Wizard of Oz in a way, and we do have to have somewhere over the rainbow where he's singing as Judy. But yeah. like because it's all the people she knows in her real life and in her fantasy life, they're playing other parts. Yes. So like mascara, I, eyeliner guy yeah. is somebody else. But he gets to be who he wants to be in her dream. And so at the very Mal. end, he wants to be Mal. So he's Chairman Mao in this musical. Uh, but so at the at the end, it's like she is when she's going into labor. And she's saying goodbye to the baby. She gets to actually meet the baby and say goodbye to it in this hallucination and song. And so at the end, when she wakes up from it, it's a bit like the end of Wizard of Oz, where it's like, and you were there, and you were there. In her hallucination, they all help her accept... That there is no baby. That there is no baby. Yeah. And then she wakes up, and they're all in the same arrangement around her bed. And then that's how the movie ends, really, is like, we love you, and we're part of our own little tribe of weirdos. Yeah, yeah. I actually love that. Man, it's, it's that's pretty good. That's, that's pretty good. I I, I, it, it, I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah. The the whole baby thing, I I might steer clear of that because they do that in Blonde. Uh, the, oh, they do. Yeah, where well, she's I mean, talking to the, the baby. baby and shit. But does the baby mm. talk? Oh yeah. I don't think the baby should talk, and I don't think yeah. we should see it either. I think it should be. Uh, oh, it's like in the. So I saw on Broadway a waitress, which uh-huh. I thought was spectacular, and I love the original movie, but the musical is something else, and so. She has a song she sings to the baby, and her baby lives, but we could have her sing a song to the baby, and then they all sing to her that there is no baby, and she accepts it. We don't ever see the baby or meet the baby. It's about her relationship with the friends, yeah. and she's saying goodbye to the baby without engaging with some, like, Mm -hmm. talking. What would the song be she would sing to the baby, like Hit the Road Jack or something like that? Oh, my God. Oh, so this is a jukebox musical. (laughs) I know it would be gone, gone, baby. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for ruining that beautiful moment. That was oh. beautiful. <laughs> uh, Man, I really bring the show down sometimes. No, no, no. Like, like this and Lucille Ball and our mini episode about oh, her. And, oh, yeah. You well, made me cry. <laughs> I'm very proud I of that. I cried listening to that. It was, it was great. Because I love Lucy. And, yeah, uh, you too. You know. Um yeah. But yeah, so I mean, I, is that recycling then? I, yeah. Does anyone yeah. have anything to add to that? I don't. You don't want to, tr- the, nothing else? Huh? How can I top I that? won recycling. Oh, Finally. fuck you. Uh, so, okay. I'm down with Grimace. <laughs> Trash takeaway. Now, uh, what did we learn from this movie? Oof. Um. These performers all had chops. I mean, we yeah. learned that there is a very fun very different drag scene in 1977 New York City and Toronto that I wish yeah. I could yeah. have seen because it looked yeah. they were just really comedic <clears throat> and I don't know the voices I loved it it was a nice reminder of the you know we all know iconic performers legendary performers but there are so many people that had the talent and the chops yeah. that just 
you know, weren't at the right place at the right time. And so they aren't people we utter as like being in the pantheon of one right. kind of performance. Right. Like there's so many talented people out there right now that we'll never hear about, we'll never see on stage, Mm-mm. who are doing their thing and hopefully happy. Mm-hmm. But like, and so that's kind of what you have to do is like, don't go into any endeavor creatively thinking that you're going to become something from this. No, it's yeah. like, just do it because you want to do it and you need to do it. Yeah. Right. Because I, I, most likely no one's going to know who you are, and that's okay. That's okay. Um, do it in a, like what you said, what would you call that room he was in in Toronto that he performed in? Like, just the, uh, Oh, the middle school stage. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, the gymnasium or like something. Just bringing all this talent to yeah. this like, yeah. really bad room, you know? Yeah. Just the fact that you have the chance, if, if that's what you'd like to do is to, in this particular case, like performing, just perform. It's the same thing like any like filmmaker would always say, like, just get a camera and tell a story. Just fucking do it. It doesn't matter how you know small it is like you will there will be an audience at some point that watches yeah. this and like hey we want to see more of you and we want you to do something even bigger if possible and even if they don't and even they don't at least you're doing it because you're fulfilled creatively. yeah because like you know growing getting in the arts is like even in high school and as a kid like that's all that i wanted to do was to do something creative and so like yeah. and we all have day jobs but we still you yeah. know, exercise our uh creative muscles when we can yeah and we don't exercise and uh those are the only muscles i exercise <laughs> i i learned uh this this movie should really be talked about as one of the other great like drag movies that are out there and, and i know it's movies. kind of on people's radar as a, a like an indie gay movie of the 70s but i don't know how many that there are on that list really well sure so more people should know about it. i feel like especially now okay it's pride month right now right that this is something that more people should be aware of, and certainly anyone that's involved in the drag scene should yeah. be aware of this movie. Yeah, it, it feels like you know some of the more popular, like uh, Pr- Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, and you know Tu Wong Fu, which are all much more recent, right? Yeah. And like this one should be up there for sure. Like if not, like the this might be a, going for a big statement here, but like kind of like the better one well, it's, out it's there. It's so different tonally, and certainly because it's the first. I assume movie and I, I tried to you do a little bit of research while we were watching it before but like it seems like the first movie that has a drag queen as the lead mm-hmm. and which they are portrayed as a human yeah a full human like no full f- range of emotion yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah and like to your point earlier not feeling not playing the victim yeah no self-loathing no because like gay people had to be punished in art for so no. long and, and I mean there's still a component of that mm-hmm. right but less so now yeah like, like, it's, it's no plug lady, but... Um, Robin's not carrying around this curse of his, you know, existence. Like, no, he's right. a happy, adjusted, like, loving person with a really rich life and yeah. tons of friends. He just wants his career to, yeah. to take off. Like, anyone. Like, anyone. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you learn? But so, uh, well, that's what I learned. I already said. Oh. Oh. But, uh, Elisa, before you go, before we go, now, I know that you have heard the episode that we did, The Plug Lady. Mm-hmm. And if uh, anyone out there hasn't heard it, please go back and listen to it. Frank is great on it. Yeah, he's great on it. And it's a an odd slice of life movie about a drag queen, but uh, done very poorly. And also like a bad roommate situation. Yes, right? bad roommate situation. But and so, her boyfriend. Remember him? Oh, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> go back and listen to it. But Elisa, would you do your impression of The Plug Lady? <laughs> never seen this Having, film. So only based on what we all did, <laughs> before you leave America, I think we all deserve to hear you do the plug lady. Okay. Alright, on the count of three. One, 
two, three. The plug lady. Yeah, you did yeah, it. That's, that's, that's great. That's, that's very accurate to the movie, honestly. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, I want a little bit more ugh, but okay, no, okay, I, I like okay. it. I like it a lot. And it's it is good. a lot more masculine than it appears in the film. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I should watch this. Yeah, you're aggressive Italian. No, we uh, highly do not recommend watching. No, it. don't it's ever great. see it. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, gr- oh yeah, it did sound pretty gross. It was. It's, well, it's not. It, it was gross a little bit, but like it just it's, awful. It was baffling and hard to follow. It was outrageous. But, uh, oh God. Anyway, follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, Elisa, since this is, God, I guess this might be the last time you ever do the show. Ever. Maybe. Yeah, because I mean, end, you're, you're going to be in Sicily, and then when you come back to the States, you're Never not going to be in Texas. Never come back to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, why would you, honestly? <laughs> But uh, thank you so much for yeah. doing this uh, oh, thanks, guys. one yeah. more time, and uh, you know I hope uh, you know this isn't the last time. I also hope, but uh, it's been a pleasure. Every time I've been here, it's been an absolute. Yeah, <laughs> it's always been great. Hoot. Yes, so. definitely a hoot. Is there anything uh, you want to plug or <laughs> talk about or say before we go? We have a yard sale going on, <laughs> and definitely right now. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Did you need to buy a couch? You're on the MLK Springdale Buy Nothing Group. <laughs> <laughs> Please come get all my shit off the yard. <laughs> but thank you so much, yeah. as always. Thanks, uh, right? Do you have anything you want to say before we go? Um, uh, listen to Trash on the Tube. We got a new episode coming out uh, here soon. Or oh, that's already, right. Maybe already released, maybe. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm not sure by the time this comes out. I yeah. think it's already out by the time this comes yeah, out. Yeah, sure. It's called uh, Heil Honey, I'm Home. It's a sitcom <laughs> about Hitler. Yeah. And uh, you heard us right. And uh, enjoy. Yes. Uh, and we're sorry. Uh, but uh, yeah, thank you uh, thank you so much. And again, follow us on socials. Uh, feel free to drop us a, you know, a DM, a line. Uh, hey, we're always... Stand with us. Don't be sus. And Yeah, uh, this is to all our stands out there. Yeah. And, true uh, podophiles know. True podophiles yeah. know this. Just sit back, blow your back out, <laughs> listen to Trash in the Can. When the sun goes down, my clothes start looking fine. Intro song Too Easy and outro song Charlotte's Web, both provided by the wonderful White Ghost Shivers. Please follow them on all social media outlets as well as find their music wherever great music is sold. Yeah.